0: Football, baby!
1: Playoff football in the fantasy realm and you know who you put on the dial. You know it's losing sucks. It's Dustin Blanton. It's Travis Masterson. It's episode 41. We don't need a player to associate it with because the only player that matters right now is you, my friend. The fantasy football playoff player. That's who you are. It's week 15, and we've got the information. We've got the players that you're going to want to listen to to know who to plug into your lineup, and I've got a little bit of information, sneak peek. One of the good players is Travis Kelsey. Travis.
0: (laughs) I like to hear this. That's a uh, a good first name of a player to start the show. Yeah, we're not biased. With the call out, episode 41 here in Dallas, 41 means Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. And he himself is a champion, and has done it the hard way through the Miami yep, Heat. And being German, so if you are an underdog and your matchup here in Week 15, have faith that your guys will step up. They've been playing together. They know how to. Bounce off of each other and and feed off of each other in the right way, and everybody knows their role. That's right. Travis Kelsey, your role is to be a superstar. Dustin, what is Travis Kelsey giving us this weekend?
1: Well, Travis, he's going to be playing the tight end position, and he's going to be playing it better than he did last week. Shocker. Okay, I'm going to lead with that. Okay? He finished as the tight end 23, Travis, and this is some breaking news, but he's going to do better than that this week. Okay, he gets the Los Angeles Chargers. It's a divisional matchup. They happen to be like the 29th ranked team against the tight end position. And I'm calling for a tight end overall or tight end number one overall week for Travis Kelsey this week. This is the, this is the why I drafted him in the first round. Forget Najee Harrison, Jonathan Taylor pick. This is why you drafted Travis Kelsey for this game. He's getting you to the second round. Sorry, DeAndre Hopkins, owners, find
0: somebody else. Look to Zach Ertz. Um, yeah. This is a really tough position to predict. As we know, it's very touchdown dependent. But if you're going to get a baseline of five-plus targets against a Detroit Lions team, I like the sound of that. I know that there, there are what we like to call vacated targets. Oh, sure. It's a thing. And I think those would probably go to Zach Ertz before they
1: will go to Rondale Moore. Yeah. And Travis, I think one of the the points that no one, like one of the, if you're looking online, you're looking at stats, like one of the stats I found was that Detroit is only allowed four tight end or tight end touchdowns this season. Like, does that scare you at all with Zach Ertz? Or are you just kind of banking on the fact that one, he's already a favorite target and now DeAndre Hopkins is out. So even more opportunity for Zach Ertz to really be that red zone weapon that he can be and has been his entire career.
0: Yeah, I'm rolling with the skill of Zach Ertz, the role in the offense, and the absence of DeAndre Hopkins and James Conner. I do yeah. not think James Conner plays in this game. So when wow, you, really? I don't think so. I think they're going to give him a week, maybe two. It's a high ankle sprain. They're trying to downplay it right now, but as they approach the playoffs, and they're in a pretty good spot right now, they have no reason to rush him out there against Detroit. Zach
1: Ertz should handle them pretty easy. Wow, then I've got a pretty bold... Call, I want to follow that up with Travis. It's in the same exact game. Okay. I feel like Kyler Murray's gonna have a good game. Cause you know what? He's my bounce back quarterback. How good, um, Dustin. Um, look, there's a good chance he's gonna be a top five. you know what? I'm gonna call it. He's a top two quarterback this this week. Over um, under
0: three hundred and seventy-five total yards.
1: Ooh, give me that. You know what? Bold, I'm going over. Going Ooh, how does he get over. there? Well, um, he's going to do it one by not having James Connor. Um, so you're giving him, him like 60 or 70 on the ground. Yeah, you know, I'll give him 60 on the ground, okay, but like also it. going 300 plus through the air. All to Zacher, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> all yeah, hundred. Yeah, three hundred yeah, yards. Three hundred <laughs> yards this this week. Um, it's it's really just honestly, look, we all love to beat up on Detroit. It's kind of like. You know, the pastime, you know, baseball is the American pastime. Beating up on Detroit is kind of like an NFL pastime. It's something all of us fans can really just kind of cherish and and bask in. Um, and Kyler Murray is no exception to that. He's going to absolutely wallop the Lions and through the air, you know, using his feet. He has recently fallen in love with A.J. Green. I'm glad he's going to be able to spend some time with him on the field. He's got Christian Kirk out there. It's just—it's gonna be such a nice time for the Cardinals. Like, what a nice getaway! It will um, for the first. They week. need to bounce back as a team. Yeah, in real life, they really do. After what happened, after the beatdown, the
0: potential MVP or probably second place in voting MVP,
1: Matthew Stafford. Yeah, gave them the business. It's wide open right now. It's wide open. Uh, who do you want to bring up next? Because Kyler Murray kind of speaks for himself. Superstar MVP candidate. You know, no big deal
0: um yeah you're starting kyler for sure
1: for sure that's if you
0: are not a mahomes kyler josh allen type quarterback owner maybe you have a guy like kirk cousins at home versus the hapless chicago bears right now you think you're feeling 17 last week yeah i'm feeling good i he's facing a chicago team's giving up Nine multi-touchdown games to the quarterback position, oh my. which is beautiful. I feel like Kirk Cousins, if he doesn't have two or three touchdowns, I will be shocked in this yeah. game. Thielen has not been ruled out. He's another guy I don't think he plays. I think they err on the side of, let's not rush him out there until he's ready. He's too important to us. But they don't really have the luxury that Arizona does as far as the record. Right. Weather could be a factor. Where is this game? Is it in Chicago or Minnesota? It's in Chicago. It's a Sunday night game. Okay. So on the road at Chicago, either way, Kirk walks out of Chicago with 300 yards, two, maybe three touchdowns and a, you like that.
1: Okay. Oh, good. I, you know what? I'm glad Chicago can do these things for fantasy managers and the players themselves. It's like, if you need a good game, play Chicago, play, yeah. you know what? Play the bottom half of the NFC North. Yep. It's, it's a good feeling. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that stat line from Kirk. Um, some stat lines that we haven't liked lately have come from our running back candidates. My running back bounce back though, is James Robinson against the Houston Texans. This one's scary, Travis. I'm not going to lie to you. This one does not make me feel good. Terrifying. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it the Rashad Penny paradox. OK, I'm, I'm hoping that James Robinson is able to hop into this game, put his Rashad Penny costume on and just have a, a ball of a game. Um, because if you if you listen to this show, you know that that I don't believe in anything that Urban Meyer touches. OK, he's like the reincarnated Adam Gase. OK, um, you don't believe in 23 year old women. Uh, no, no, uh, absolutely not. Not if <laughs> not if they're sitting on, on Urban Meyer's lap.
0: Today, they were doing a drill where Urban Meyer was showing James Robinson how to hit holes. Uh, so that's good. Maybe yep, that works awesome. out. Awesome.
1: That's really, really good. Uh, go, <laughs> go get him, James. Uh, but Con- I'm- continue with Mr. I'm-
0: James, or as you like to say last episode, Carlos.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carlos. Uh, yeah. James Carlos Hyde Robinson. Um, honestly, I th- whatever you need to do, James, just please stay on the field. He's not injured. Whatever these fake injuries are, there's news stories for Urban Meyer. We can go all day talking about what a joke Urban Meyer is, but no joke is James Robinson. The dude is supremely talented. He truly does have a three down skill set. You just need to have, I need the coaching staff not to screw this up because you don't have very many games against Houston. And look, if you find yourself In the playoffs, maybe James Robinson has been sitting on your bench because you've lost belief and you need him in this first week of the playoffs. I'm telling you, please put him in your lineup. I know it's scary. You may not have a better option. I can almost guarantee as a second or third running back, you don't have a better option probably than this matchup. James Robinson is a at the very least, a worthy running back too. And I think this is a a nice week for him. That I think running back two is his floor because touchdowns could come god i hope I'm, you're right really, this will be a great weekend really banking if you're right. on it um we're not banking on the running back that you have chosen for our, our bounce back candidates though travis no we certainly are not
0: chuba hubbard bailed you out with a touchdown last week i texted you immediately all caps chuba mm-hmm. expletive expletive yeah however i do not think that he is able to save the day for himself against the Buffalo Bills. Their defense is very stout against the run. He is not Leonard Fournette. Nope. He is not Christian McCaffrey. So this offense is terrible. Cam Newton is terrible. And if he does not get in the end zone, you are looking at a a very real possibility of 50 to 60 total yards. And that would be very costly as a flex or rb2 so if you have another option i would steer clear of chuba
1: yeah i think at the at the very most he's a touchdown dependent flex at this point i mean the one saving grace might be that the bills have allowed 10 rushing touchdowns this year but are you really willing to to especially again the whole context surrounding this week in the matchups or playoffs are you willing to put your playoff performance and your your season at stake on the back of Chuba Hubbard, who may or may not lose that rushing touchdown opportunity to Cam Newton, who also plays the running back position. Um, So if you've got Hubbard and you're
0: wondering um, how far we're willing to go with playing somebody else instead of him, tweet us and ask Chuba versus player X. And we would love to, to dive into that and get you an answer with some numbers and opinions
1: as well. For sure. Tweet us at losing sucks on Twitter. Uh, Moving on to the wide receiver position, my bounce back candidate for this week, Deontay Johnson against the Tennessee Titans. They are ranked 31st best against the wide receiver in terms of fantasy points given up to the position. And we know that Deontay is supremely talented. He's one of the favorite targets for Big Ben in this offense. Um, You know what? He was wide receiver 27 last week, and I think that it is Look, any given week is within reason, but I think this week, especially given the matchup, um, a top 10 week is on tap here. Uh, You're going to see 10 plus targets. You're probably going to see 85 to 100 yards. It's not crazy to think he scores a long touchdown in this one. I think it feels nice. Big Ben showed that he's still got the arm. Um, He can lead the team back. The Tennessee Titans are tough, but I don't expect that they're all of a sudden going to be a good team against the pass. So nice matchup here to start the playoffs. I love that.
0: I love Deontay Johnson. Part of winning our home league has always been you are awarded a jersey of probably your favorite, but definitely your best or favorite player on your team. And I love that tradition. I don't want it to... I don't want to be buying jerseys for anybody else. We've yet to do that. Right. Hopefully, that continues. And Deontay Johnson can be my jersey because I love this dude. If it's not Deontay, it'll be Javante Williams. If I win, but we've got a long way to go. Anyway, Darnell Mooney is somebody that I'm starting in a few leagues against Minnesota, who has given up three or more touchdowns through the air in four of the last six games, which is juicy.
1: What a stat.
0: He's been a little cold recently after we jumped on the train, jumped on the bandwagon. Well, not bandwagon for you. You've known about Mooney all along. But I jumped on that one, and... It was bad timing because I think I got one good week out of him and then it's been cold. So he is more than due for a big game. This defense should allow it. And we're going to the moon with Mooney this weekend. Back on the ship, Dustin.
1: That's right. Hop on. Go to the atmosphere. I don't know where the moon is. It's outside the atmosphere. I'm not I'm not at whatever <laughs> it is.
0: Anyway. Certainly outside the atmosphere. For sure.
1: <laughs> oh, we are not professionals at science here. Um, yeah, so those are our bounce backs. Just to recap, Kyler, James Robinson, Deontay Johnson, Travis Kelsey for me. For Travis, it's Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Chuba Hubbard is not bouncing back. Darnell Mooney at the wide receiver position. Of course, Zach Ertz rounding it out at tight end. Let's move on. It's a trap. Travis, we've got a couple guys that I want to highlight here. Who may seem like either they're due for a big performance after a previous performance, or the matchup looks good on paper. Um, Let me tell you about these two guys because one of them's a household name. The other one is a kind of a bright spot. Had a blip on the map last week. Let's start with Rashad, brand new penny, shiny. Let I I don't want to bring up his matchup yet because let's talk about what he did last week and why people might have hope heading into their fantasy playoffs because Travis. This is, a, this is a starting running back, okay? We love those in fantasy football. Um, he also is on a team with a, let's objectively call it a good quarterback. This is also good for fantasy football. He had a great game last week against the Houston Texans. And, wow, what, what a fun time for him. It's Wow, you pick him up, and he's on your team, and now you finally have that third running back you maybe need. Let me tell you who he's got on tap next, Travis, because it's Rashad Penny and he's on the Seahawks and woo, woo, woo. Well, he faces the Rams now. Okay. And I don't want to try and compare the Texans to the Rams. Okay. You don't need to. No, it, it, it's really, really not. It's, oh goodness. So please set aside the argument that he's a, a starting running back because he had a good game and just because there isn't a clear starter travis doesn't mean he's a good option uh he i'm more willing to bet on the fact that he's still a bad running back because do you think that the the chances that he's benched in this game are 0% um against a good defense or do you think he they could absolutely go with the hot hand which let's be honest rashad penny has not had like all of his career yeah, one thing that I
0: you haven't said yet that is massively important to me is game script, and I think they get game scripted out pretty darn quick against the Rams. That does not bode well for the run game, and especially a shaky run game at best for the Seahawks. So I am staying away from Penny where I can. We put out a poll, we said this last episode, James Robinson versus Penny. That's a decision a few people are going to have to make. Robinson is the play. Again, much like Hubbard, if you are deciding between Penny and somebody else and you don't have many options, let us know. We'll see if if there is a way where you would have to play him. But we do think it's a trap. I think you're chasing points here. Stay away from any of the Seahawks that you can. If, you have, if you're have, if you a two-wide receiver league and you've got three good ones, if one of them is named DK Metcalf, I am not playing him. You have not seen a good game from him in a while. No. There's no reason to think that the return of Jalen Ramsey would warrant DK Metcalf in your starting lineup. I do For trust sure. Tyler Lockett because of that. I think um, Ramsey, the attention that he will give to DK, what we've seen in DK's career, could lead to just a laser focus on Tyler Lockett. I think he could have 10 catches
1: in this game. It's definitely not hard to see, um, especially with both wide receivers being talented. Uh, DK Metcalf's kind of approaching that uh, Cortland Sutton territory for me. It's it's more of a, you know the talent, but you can't ignore what you've seen so far. Tell me a little bit um, about TJ Hawkinson and what he's got on tap for this week.
0: Of course you want me to talk about TJ Hawkinson. He was one of the guys in the preseason that I said, I do not want to touch whatsoever because the lions suck and they're going to you suck sure it's
1: not because of the hair
0: and jared Goff you sucks sure? and that those <laughs> have all more. been true however tj hawkinson has been pretty good this year i've been wrong on him as a player right about the lions
1: yeah he's a tight end five so far
0: however against the cardinals um i know it seems like a nice thought when you remember the eight targets and a touchdown that hawkinson had last time we saw the lions win a game but forget it. The Cardinals have only allowed two touchdowns to the tight end position this season. I do not think that now is the time to get this bold. Uh, this is not the time to get cute. If you have another option, let's not roll with Hawkinson until they've got a little bit better matchup. Right. You're going to want to look elsewhere. Some possibilities, maybe Hunter Henry. Yeah. Um. Hunter Henry just became a dad.
1: Yep. Yes, he wow. did. Wow, congratulations yeah. to Hunter Henry. A lot of motivation there, you know, faces the Colts. You know, if we
0: could find some stats, we'll have to ask our producers if they could look up some stats on guys who just had a kid. Okay. Who just became a father and what they did in their first game after. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh, all right, yeah. Let me, uh, uh, let me uh,
1: <laughs> consult with the sports bureau that we have on tap. Okay. <laughs> perfect uh, anyway perfect. the Colts
0: are really really good against the tight end the Colts defense is very underrated in general staying away from Hawkinson if you can you mean the cards
1: the Cardinals The Cardinals are really good against. Yeah, the yeah, yeah 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 the cards that's right well so stay away from those traps but some guys that are not a trap this week Travis are our big picks of the week it's what you come here for it's what you can rely on here from us here at losing sucks Let's kick it off with the running back position, Travis, because there's some big names here that you need to have some confidence in rolling into your matchups. Hit us with your running back because I love this matchup. It's one of my favorites this week. Nick Chubb returns to the top
0: three of the week. Not just a call. Nick Chubb will do it. He has a very juicy matchup against the Raiders out of Las Vegas and the Raiders are just hanging on for dear life at this point. Everything that they do goes through Renfro and he doesn't play defense, so I think Nick Chubb should have a fine day. I don't think Kareem Hunt plays. This is an absolute smash for Nick Chubb.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Raiders Let's say
0: let's call it 140 yards and two touchdowns.
1: Yeah. If you Look, if you're needing for anything else to make you feel confident, uh, the Raiders have only held their opponents to under 100 rushing yards three times this season. God. Like, this is going to be a smash matchup, even without Baker Mayfield, whatever, COVID's going through the league, unfortunately. Nick Chubb about to Hulk smash it up. My running back pick of the week is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He is facing the Chargers, who last time I checked, they, the last time they didn't give up a rushing touchdown was way back in week four, Travis. Every single game since then, they've given up a rushing touchdown, and they've given up two-plus rushing touchdowns five times since that week. They're ranked 28th against the run, and, well, they have a good pass defense, so probably going to see some volume there on the ground. CEH comes in after last week seeing a couple touchdowns. He had a huge game. I'm expecting more of the same in that. So, Clyde Edwards Alaire, definitely feel comfortable putting him in your lineup. You're going to see that dude all over the field. Big day for CEH. Let's go. Let's go, Clyde. I love watching him play. He's so fun. He disappears,
0: and you think, okay, coming up, second down. And then all of a sudden, he's out the other side. (laughs) He's got an eight yard run. It's like, what? He was not down. They show the replay. He never even bent his knee. He's just that short. That's right. But he, he's just in there balling out inside of the mosh pit and pops out the other side. He's just so
1: small. He's so strong. He's very effective. My, I want to talk about wide receivers now because this next guy, oh, we're going back to back. Got the drink in
0: me going back to back. Yeah, going back to back. I got the
1: drink in me going back to back. Yeah, I'm going back to back. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon Cooks. He is my wide receiver big pick of the week. Wow. Again, I feel good with this one. He's facing the Jags. They're a low end middle of the pack D against the pass. And I have the feeling that the Texans are going to be able to move the ball. The Jaguars are really, really awful against the run. Okay. And consequently. The Texans are really awful at running the ball. So what does that tell me? It means that the running backs, even though they're unefficient, let's call it, they're inefficient, they will still be able to move the ball better than they should. And then more red zone opportunities, even long ball opportunities for Brandon cooks. I don't think scoring opportunities are going to be hard to come by in a divisional matchup like this, where both teams are going to be giving up a lot of points. So I think Brandon cooks has himself a nice game. I think you're still going to see a touchdown here. I think you're going to see, you know, the 10 to 12 targets. He could approach a hundred yards again. This is going to be a nice game for Brandon. So let's go Brandon playoffs.
0: I like the call. I, another one. I hope you're right. He's a home league darling right now. I'm going to go up to quarterback here. Matthew Stafford. Okay. All right. Before the season. We were in agreement that if he throws for 35 touchdowns, we would say that's a pretty darn good year. That is a pretty good, darn good year. He is currently at 33 touchdowns with four games to play, so 45 touchdowns on tap. Wow. He, yeah, he'll probably—I bet he gets to 45. Wow. And he will fly past 5,000 yards. Incredible year for Matt Stafford. I love watching him play. I am a huge Stafford fan. Now he gets Seattle in L.A. with or without Odell Beckham. It will not matter. I've got a four touchdown day on tap for Matthew Stafford in this one. one. The one worry that I have a little bit, I agree with you here, that we hope that he gets enough of the pie before they shut it down and start running the clock out. I can see that happening. There is a world where that happens. But I think on the way to do that, you get four touchdowns. Another 35-point-plus day for this offense. It's an intervision game. I don't think anybody likes the Seahawks. Everybody would love to score 35 or 40 on them. So, I think McVay, it's, it, this is not going to be a... Uh, let's show some respect and not run it up. They're going to be going gas pedal down, fine tuning their offense as much as they can every week as they get ready for this playoff run, because they're the real deal. I mean, they, they went all in for this window. They're a win now team. So I don't see any reason why they would not be trying to throw up 35s every week.
1: Yeah. They, they definitely pulled a Travis special here and threw all of their draft picks. uh, We don't need those picks. Can't score points. That's right. That's, Honestly, I think that that's what the team slaps right before they walk out onto the field is that draft picks don't score points. And then they're all just kind of like they slap it with their signing bonus and then they all head out there. Who is that? Who Who is that over there? Oh,
0: Von Miller. Sure. You can have these picks. We'll take one of the best of yeah, the generation. Who
1: cares? Who yeah. cares about those picks? You know this stuff matters. Care? You know who doesn't care about those picks? Um, Matthew Stafford's teammate, Tyler Higby. He is my tight end big pick of the week. As you said, they're facing he's Seattle. He's fresh. He's also <laughs> positive. He's positive that he's not positive from COVID because he had a false positive. They had to shut down the whole, whole facility. He walked out. as like, guys, I'm fine. And then they're all like, we're not fine. And then he's like, (laughs) okay, yeah, but I'm fine. He's ready to play. They're probably going to be without OBJ. Who knows? Like you said, doesn't matter. They're one of the worst defenses. period. And they've also given up eight touchdowns to the tight end. This feels like another uh, steamroll game. Like you said, I expect Tyler Higby to have one of those four touchdowns. You know what? Let's call it five. Maybe he gets five touchdowns in this game. Wow. But Tyler, Tyler Higby, is going to have himself a nice solid tight end one t- you know top five tight end week he's going to be reliable for you so here we go Tyler Higby let's go Tyler <laughs> I like that pick i i was a fan
0: of Higby's preseason as well he has not panned out but this is a great spot for him to he's a workhorse he tight is, end the man. first ever he's
1: the workhorse tight end <laughs> this is a good spot for him
0: Tyler Higby you know i I don't have him anywhere at this point in the year. I've traded him away. I sold high when I could. What a shame.
1: What a shame. However,
0: however, he still did love me in the end because in my oldest 10-year-old home league, my opponent, well, not my opponent, but the guy that I was chasing for the three seed had only Tyler Higby left on Monday night and was down by two points. And I went and I saw that when as soon as he was announced that he had covid Dropped my extra defense, my extra kicker, two guys on IR, moved some other guys. I did everything I could and picked up four Rams and Cardinals. Wow! He had nobody left to pick up, and it made all the difference. I won the three seed spot, and the six is much worse than the four or five. So Tyler Higby loved me so much in the end, he might have put me in the final four. Uh, tight end Dallas Goddard, Philadelphia, facing a Washington team that ranks fourteenth against the tight end so far. That's not great. That's not absolutely horrible, but Dallas Goddard has been heating up for sure. Last time we saw him, over a hundred yards, two touchdowns. Yes, it was the Jets, but I feel like Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard have a great rapport, if you will. He ranks second on the team in targets and I I just feel really confident that he gets 70 to 80 yards in a score, which would put him inside of that top five. You think that? Well, all
1: right. So let me ask you this question then. If Jalen Hurts doesn't play, are you any less confident or are you confident because we just saw that performance with Gardner Minshew at quarterback?
0: Yeah. Minshew Minshew gets it done too. I I feel like both of these guys. Goddard is just. And it was the same way with, with Carson Wentz. He's just one of those guys that is quick and big and open and that usually works out yeah so that
1: last word being the most important word for sure open yeah
0: I, I i'm a fan of dallas goddard this week i think he's a top five
1: tight end. all right well let's round it out with my quarterback big pick of the week before you get to your wide receiver my quarterback is none other than the fantastic fantabulous super mobile superstar Taysom hill let's call him jalen Hurts south because he's facing a Buck's defense at rank sixth. Um, they're the sixth best matchup against uh, opposing quarterbacks. Um, looking at their defense, I, I kind of tried to had to put it together in my head. You know, how does this make sense? Because we know, as we've talked about, uh, I attribute watching Taysom Hill play football to watching hot dogs get made, okay? You don't watch how hot dogs are made. You just eat them and enjoy them. <laughs> um, you like the afterproduct. So don't watch the game, okay? Just know that Taysom Hill will find a way to put up 25 points or so, and you're going to get a good quarterback uh, outcome. Um, the Bucs blitz at the highest rate in the league, which tells me that Taysom's probably going to be dumping it off or running, and we like that as fantasy players. Um, the Bucs also, little note, they lead the league in missed tackles. So I really feel like if you have a game where you're starting a primarily rushing quarterback um, and, and you know, these divisional matchups kind of get um a little sideways. Sometimes I expect the saints to come in and play um tough football. Taysom Hill, um, you know, we've said it before as well. He does. He, ha- he can only, he can play bad for three and a half quarters. And then that last half of the fourth quarter, saves you the week. So I like the possibilities yeah. over most quarterbacks. You picked up Taysom Hill probably for these games. I would say whoever you're, you're thinking about starting, I mean, if you're having to wonder, Taysom Hill or Big Ben, throw Taysom Hill in there, you know? So what about if Jalen Hurts is healthy in a full go? Ooh, that's, that's the I'm, decision yeah. I have
0: in my other home league.
1: That's tough. I'm probably still going to, I'm, you know, I'm going to go with Hurts then. Um, if, if he, that's what I got right if now, if he plays in that matchup, I
0: feel like the range of outcomes for Taysom Hill against this, this defense is a little bit scary for me. Their linebackers are really fast. And I feel like, yeah, it, I feel like they, if this is not the jets, this is the Tampa Bay bucks and this defense is prepping for a, a Super Bowl run as well. I feel like they can spy on both sides of the field and just say go ahead and throw it but you're not running past the line of scrimmage I'm very scared of Taysom Hill but the legs are just such an equalizer like you said you don't want to watch it you're gonna say this could get ugly and then at the end of the game he'll have 20 points
1: yeah uh I'm not look I'm not scared of Taysom Hill this week like you just football said let me let me break something down because I know it's a mainly a it is a fancy football show but Look, it's either you're going to blitz a mobile quarterback, and if you don't get home, he's going to run. Or you're going to hold off, and what your strength is, because your secondary is weak, you're not going to blitz, so you're going to keep your fast linebackers there, and then your wide receivers are going to get open because your secondary can't cover anyone. So I think it's a win-win for Taysom. Feel safe in starting him. Um, All right. Big week coming up for him. Um, you've got a wide receiver to tell, about, tell us about.
0: Christian Kirk is the last big pick of the week. Wide receiver, Arizona Cardinals, gets the Lions, as we said earlier. No DeAndre Hopkins. I think Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, and Zach Ertz have a day. I like all three of them, but I think Christian Kirk, with his speed, easily could have 100 yards and a score in this game. And I don't want to say that they don't, that they, how do I want to word this? I don't think they'll be so careful with AJ Green that they limit his reps because without Hopkins they want to have that weapon healthy. But here here's how I want to say it. If they let's say that they get up big by halftime, who plays more snaps on offense in the second half? AJ Green or Christian Kirk?
1: Yeah, I mean probably Kirk then. Yeah, I I would feel comfortable saying Kirk. Yeah.
0: And I, I feel like I want the guy who's going to be out there all the time. And A.J. Green is a very fragile player at this point. With no Hopkins, they cannot afford to lose A.J. Green as well. So if they're in a blowout, I see a, a possibility that Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, these guys are starting to get a little bit more work in this game than A.J. Green. But I think they all three are fine plays. Christian Kirk, for me, where he's being projected is far lower than a hundred total yards and a touchdown. So I think big pick, he will, he will outscore that by at least five or six points.
1: And that's not to say that Christian Kirk is only appealing because of the um, avoidance of overusing AJ green, right? Christian Kirk, it, it, he's a deep threat favorite for Kyler Murray, and they are going to take deep shots in this game. I, you know, all it takes is connecting on one, and all of a sudden you've got a super fantasy relevant game for Christian Kirk. So, not hard to see the possibilities there. If he gets two, he's in that top five. That that's the upside of Christian Kirk. Yeah, for sure, I completely agree. That's a good pick, though. I like that Christian Kirk against the Lions, especially in these playoffs. That's someone as a wide receiver three that you can count on, plug in your lineup, um, and feel good about. Because that honestly, that's what you're 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 wanting, man. My goodness, yep. we finally did it, man. We reached the we're, we're in the playoffs, Travis. Like- Dustin.
0: Dustin, we cannot end without the would you rather but the people demanded playoffs or we not? We
1: almost made it.
0: Let's just jump right okay, to let's- it so that we can go rest our little eyes for these Thursday nights kickoff for the playoffs tomorrow. All right, hit me with these questions. I'm 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 dying, literally dying to to hear them. Dustin, would you rather visit 100 years into the past or 100 years into the future? Mm. There is not a specific time period that you would go there. It just says visit. So that, that's a risk that you take. So I'm just, I'm just visiting. I'm just... Um, You're just visiting. You could be visiting for months. You could be visiting for a day. You don't know. I would go in the future.
1: Um wow okay i i don't know you know it just it really i'm curious i'm a curious guy i love technology obviously um it's it's super interesting to see kind of where technology's going and you can kind of see like uh, because 100 years from now what we have going on is essentially just going to be baby steps compared to what they've got probably in 100 years think about where we're at now and what 100 years look like um you know in the past like cars were kind of a new thing you know like what is going to be new? Be cool I, to see. I would like to go back. Really? Okay. What for?
0: The future, a hundred years in the future scares me. The thought of that, what it looks like and yeah, how out of touch we could be. Oh, and you think we'd with, be more in re- touch going back a hundred years? Uh, Well, by out of touch, I mean out of touch with things that matter that are really important in life. I feel like 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 this conversation of uh meta this oh, metaverse, yeah, the metaverse right? okay yeah i like it that whole concept to me is so black mirrorish that it's becoming reality now that 100 years from now there's robots everywhere there's meta like i don't want any part of that at this point in my life i'm like i'd much rather go on a camping trip yeah. than go like spend a, a weekend in the metaverse. I want something real. I want to see how, like if you could go back and see how the beginning of, uh, like the invention of cars and all this stuff was happening and you could tell them like, look, this is what it's going to be like. You know, these things that you think are important are not important. Like you could
1: change a lot for sure by doing that. Even on a visit. Oh man. I, I, it's scary for sure. It's, it's, it's a whole new world in the metaverse. um, but yeah, I, what could be
0: what could be uh, an inconvenience a hundred years from now? Like, I feel like as a as a society, we will have things so figured out and
1: convenient. Yeah.
0: Like, what would be like, oh, no, I got to go do that for I feel myself. Like
1: time <laughs> is going to be more inconvenience. Like, um, like just the, the scope of time, like like right now, we're like, we're like, oh, my goodness. Like, I the traffic's going to take me 25 minutes to get to work this week or this, 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 you know, today and on my drive, like in a hundred years, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, like it's going to take me, it's going to take me 30 seconds to load into work this morning. Like wh- what, what, <laughs> what, That sounds on? terrible Like
0: you never know. Like maybe I'm too old school in the mind. I, I, I appreciate the simple things in life, man. Even if it's a if it's an inconvenience. Like, yeah, like we just
1: went to dinner with our neighbors, then all learned. it just turns out, yeah, no, Bob and Nancy are really going through a struggle. Turns out Nancy was just an online metabot all the last thirty five years and Bob's just destroyed. <laughs> like No, thank you. All right, here's my second one.
0: Would you rather listen to the same song all day, every day, for thirty days, or not listen to any music? For an entire year. Um Would you put in your time for a month to have music freedom for eleven months or just say, I don't need any of it?
1: I mean, honestly, that's not too far off of what I already do now. So uh one song? <laughs> I dude I get one song trapped in my head and it's like, all right, like I'll listen to a podcast and then like the only song I'll listen to will be this one song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like all right yeah all right In the jungle, for 30 days jungle. all day every day oh yeah oh goodness i don't know if it'd be the only thing i'd listen to but like i guess yeah i'd have to go with the one song like i would go crazy for a month then afterwards yeah uh you know i'd want to tear my ears off so uh i think i'd go with that at least then i could you know use my audio paralysis to listen to a therapist or something it'd be it'd be nice I it's, I also disagree
0: with you on this one. I don't think I could do that for thirty days. I would just Not. take the silence for a year.
1: Wow, I think I go. Even I would just listen to that.
0: podcasts. Let me just listen to music. I mean, to uh, to people talk. Okay, but
1: there's no background me, music I'll or any, any no no music any at title all. Music no music on so the podcast. Then just sound like a psychopath. Nope. I just want to hear people yeah. talk. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> Thank
0: God we have a little music on our right. show.
1: that's all i got for you that what a fun episode man episode 41 in the books we're off to the playoffs losing sucks inaugural playoff appearance here we're happy to go make sure you're following us on twitter at losing sucks make sure you tweet at us at losing sucks dm us your your matchups your questions we're available we're still a small podcast we Guaranteed got, response. Guaranteed response, either from Travis or myself. Um, Immediate. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so, please, get at us. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Let us know what you think, what we can improve on, some things, some segments you might like to see. We're always ears open. That's going to do it, though, for this week's episode. Um, good luck in the playoffs. Enjoy some football. Remember, losing sucks. Don't do it.